Hi, this is Gary Williams, the public address announcer for the Oakland Raiders. You're listening to Lowell Tuckerman, Marco Ukanovic, and Ryan Leong on the radio home of the Oakland A's. 8.60 a.m., the answer. Third down and a long one. Jacobs back in the game. The rookie for the touchdown. Rivers airs it out. Allen passes. Picked. Intercepted by Carl Joseph. One half hour down, another half hour to go on Bay Area Sports Wrap. Let's welcome in friend of the program, Chris Townsend, the sideline reporter for the Raiders Radio Network to talk about your 5-4 and four Oakland Raiders after the thrilling Thursday night win. Chris, it was great running into you on Thursday night. I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. It, it gave me reminders of 2016 when the Raiders were really good. Yeah, you know, it was really special, you know, when you think about the Coliseum and, you know, we only have so many games left in the Coliseum and that's the last Thursday night game ever for the Oakland Raiders and they'll finish 4-1 and one in Thursday night contest since they moved back in 1995 and the building was just rocking. I can tell you being on the sidelines, when that game pretty much was sealed, I, I saw something I've never seen before in all my time being on the sidelines. Every single Raider player, every single coach, even the doctors and the trainers, everybody was on the field. Nobody was on the sidelines. Like the, like the refs were like, you guys got to get back on the sidelines. That's how emotional this game was. And it really tells you how emotional this run has been for the Raiders. When you start talking about five weeks away from home, no one ever has to do that. We've traveled over 21,000 miles. It, it takes just about 24,000 miles to go around the entire Earth to think about everything that this team has been through. <laughs> and, and then how about this? You finally get to come home, right? You get the game against Detroit. You're finally at home, crazy. And then all of a sudden they stick you with Thursday night football. I mean, this schedule was truly set up for the, Rails, for the Raiders to fall flat on their face. And for them to be where they are right now, and I think if you would have said to a lot of people inside the building, after all this, would you take five and four? I bet a lot of people would. But I think just how stressful this season has been, the reaction on the sidelines from everybody when they knew the game was over, I think tells you everything about where this team is right now emotionally. Chris, it's Ryan Leong. Hey, good to talk to you. Uh, since uh, I, I know, of course, you were busy during the A season, and now it continues right on with the Raiders. Uh, one of the guys I've noticed who's been a key contributor, and there have been so many rookies, but talk about Josh Jacobs and what he's meant to the club. i got to tell you, you know, when they draft him and you're thinking, all right, another Alabama guy, and these <laughs> Alabama guys are coming out and they're winning national championships, but they've been really hit or miss. And the one thing that's been so impressive, he's got the skill. Now, obviously, he's got the skill. He's pretty thick. He's fast. He's got vision. He can cut back. He's got all the attributes, but the number one thing he's got, this kid is tough. I mean, he's been playing, you know, whether people really know how much or not, he's been playing with a really bad shoulder, and he's still trucking guys. He's running people over, and when you start breaking Marcus Allen rookie records, that tells you everything you know, need to know about him. And Ryan, as you know, the number one thing if you're going to play every single down as a rookie, as a running back, it's not your ability just to run. Are you smart enough 
to understand the blocking schemes. Can you see the blitzes? Can you pick those blitzes up so you don't kill your quarterback? Because if you don't pick those blitzes up, your quarterback's going to get hit and he's going to get hard. He really is the complete package, and I think it's safe to say uh, he is the front runner for rookie of the year. He's having an incredible year. He really is carrying the Raiders, and it's one reason why the Raiders have been one of the most efficient teams on third down, and the reason why is they're always short in third down because of this kid. We're talking to Chris Townsend, sideline reporter for the Raiders Radio Network here on Bay Area Sports Wrap. Hey, Chris, you know, it's been a long time since we fielded a phone call or a tweet about the Khalil Mack trade, and you can't get Josh Jacobs without getting all those first-round picks that the Raiders acquired from Khalil Mack. So how nice is it to see that transaction pay dividends so quickly? Well, I mean, just think about how crazy this whole thing has been with John Gruden, right? Remember, John Gruden gets hired. We have the press conference at the facility in Alameda in the weight room. I think he had like 13 or 14 ex, 13 or 14 Hall of Famers. You had all John's ex-players from the first time around. It was like the prodigal son coming home and taking over the throne, right? The king has finally come home. And then all of a sudden he trades Khalil Mack. And then it's Amari Cooper, and then everybody hates John Gruden. It's like they're tanking and rebuilding. And then now everybody's loving him again. So this has really been one of the wildest year and a half when you think for a head coach of the way things have gone down. But, yeah, ever since that Bear game, I haven't seen anything. No one has said anything to me about Khalil Mack. There's a lot of people right now worried in Chicago uh, that I know a couple people in Chicago worried about that big contract that they give gave Khalil Mack because there there are times where he is inconsistent. But, yeah, I mean, with Jacobs right now, and really when you think about it, all these young players, you know, you've got 13 touchdowns from rookies. 13. The next closest team going into today was six. So these young guys, whether you're going to give Gruden or Mayock, whoever you're going to give the credit to, the young players, the rookie players for the Raiders have really, really stepped up. And as John Gruden said, I was in the locker room after the game, he said, if you don't believe in the foundation we're building here, you're crazy. And, of course, the players all go nuts. But it's true. Look how much these young players, not only on offense, but on defense. Max Crosby has been fantastic. Cleveland for, I mean, Cleveland Farrell, I mean, they've got a bunch of young guys that are stepping up. And you think these kids are just going to get better with each game. Tony, this is Marco Kolovich here, and I just, you know, it's funny, I was listening to, to John's press conference after that game, and, and he just sounded so so relieved after after a, a game I've never seen him really react, and, and I, I can only imagine that having only a couple of days to prepare for the Chargers after that big win against Detroit, to be able to come in, win on a national stage like that, like they did, I mean, it's just, uh, to me, I, I think this has got to be his most important victory of the season and the way he's been mixing it with these rookies along with the veterans. And, I mean, and this team's been been dealing with some injuries. I mean, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And you look at the offensive side and the offensive line, how they, how they have held up. I mean, I really didn't think they were going to be able to beat the Chargers because I thought they were too banged up going in to, this thir- to that Thursday night game. So what a job that Gruden was able to do to – come out with this victory and not have them a half game out of first place? I think the word you used was relief. I think, uh, I, I mean, because we knew after those first two games, we're going on an odyssey, man. We're going on this journey where 
And it's not like you're flying on the West Coast either. We were always going to be either in the central time zone, the eastern time zone, or you're going to be in London. And, and, and John was joking about how, hey, we've proven we can win anywhere. We can win overseas. We can win in the eastern, central. So, uh, And then you come back home and you have these quick, two, these quick two games. And that's why when you say relief, I totally think about that. I think for everybody, they can finally breathe now because this is like a bye week. When you play Thursday night football, you got the entire weekend off. You got all these extra days. Yes, they got guys banged up. Yes, they got guys out for the rest of the season. But you know what? You can't make that excuse because everybody's hurt, right? It's football. That's just how it works. But I think now they've got a nice break after this crazy ass schedule, which really kind of lines up now with a couple bad teams. Mm-hmm. And if the Raiders take care of business, and in a couple weeks you're looking up, you're saying. Hey, these guys are seven and four, and let's not forget the Chiefs choked one up today, which was huge, and the Buffalo Bills lost. So all these teams that looked like they were going to run away with it early are now starting to come back to the pack. You know, Chris, you took the words right out of my mouth. You almost couldn't line up a better two-week stretch at home against the Bengals, on the road against the Jets. Just god-awful teams, to say the least. And i got to say this. If, if I'm being completely transparent with you, when we had John in week one and you were talking about let's try to get a playoff home game in Oakland, I almost snickered, Chris, but now I'm not snickering anymore. This is lining up to be a run to take down the Kansas City Chiefs. It, it's not impossible anymore. It's looking like it could happen. Well, how much are you kicking yourself in the butt now for losing that game in Houston where oh. you should have won? I mean, think about that. They should have won that game in Houston. There's a couple of these games that the Raiders really should have won. I mean, it is woulda, coulda, shoulda. But, I mean, so when I I go back to, like, week one, looking at the schedule, thinking, you know, this team potentially could be hosting. I mean, just think about that. Think about with Kansas City winning today, if they would have won the game in Houston, which they should have won, we're talking about a whole different ball game now. But there's still a lot to play. And uh, it's just fun that the Raiders are still in this thing. And right now, I gotta say, they're starting to look like one of those dangerous teams, right? As as and just a just a great comparison. You know, you think about the Washington Nationals. How many people, like in July, early August, were scared of the Washington Nationals? But during that time, they licked their wounds all the way till May twenty fourth. Then they got hot, and they started gaining confidence. July in August, and the rest is history. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is once teams get off to a rough start and they, they basically rally the storm and then start gaining confidence, they become a very tough team to beat. Hey, Tony, I want to close out with this. I know you're so connected with the A's uh, working for them and now with the Raiders. What's it going to mean, though, for the Raiders as they close out the last seven games of being known as the Oakland Raiders before they're going to make that move to Vegas? I mean, it seems like it's kind of you know, pretty bittersweet, at least for, for me. I'm sure I feel that way. Marco right. and Lowell feel Definitely. the same way. Well, I, I, which way do you want to look at it? Do you want to look at it from us Bay Area residents? Or do you want to look at it from the franchise's standpoint? Because it's really a complex question because, as you guys also know, I, I also – uh, I'm a part of the Silver and Black show, and I, I interview John Gruden every week on television for Channel 2. And so every single week I go to the facility, and let me tell you something. A lot of the facility is barren. 
most of the people that were there are already down in Vegas. So I think for us as Bay Area residents, it's going to be really, really sad because this isn't like they're moving down to the L.A. Coliseum. For a lot of people that do remember that, maybe a lot of our listeners don't if you're younger, but when they moved down to Los Angeles, they never got a new building, so there was always the possibility. Uh, They're never coming back. They're going to have one of the most beautiful stadiums in all the sports down in Las Vegas. They're not coming back, so it's going to be really, really sad for us Bay Area residents. But then you have the standpoint of the team and all their employees and the players and people are buying houses and, you know, there's no state income taxes in Nevada. (laughs) You know, a lot of people are pretty happy. You know, a lot of these Raiders employees can't afford to buy homes in the Bay Area. Now they can afford to buy a home or a condo in Las Vegas. So there's a lot of mixed emotions. And I know for, for us here in the Bay Area, we only care about us. I, you know, last year I thought it was going to be a train wreck at the end, and it wasn't. So I don't think it's going to be a train wreck either. And I think there's a lot of fans that do understand, Ryan, that, you know, if you're going to move somewhere where Raider fans in the Bay Area or anywhere can, like, still go to games and really enjoy the Raiders, we all know Vegas doesn't suck, right? And if you're going to go down and go to Vegas and have a good time and go to a Raider game, I mean – I still think you're not going to be able to enjoy the Raiders like you used to when they were here, but you'll still be able to enjoy. They're a Southwest flight away, and, I mean, let's face it, if you're staying at a casino and going over to a Raider game, it's still going to be a good time down in Nevada. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> uh, that is Right? Cr- yeah, I mean, think is, about it. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's casinos across the street, and I, I've joked with people um, – but, I mean, it, literally, you can stay at the Mandalay Bay and basically walk across the street to the Raider game, from what I understand. You're going to go over to Las Vegas Boulevard, and I'm like, okay, you may not be tailgating on the asphalt at the Coliseum, but if you're in the sports book at the Mandalay Bay before the game, watching games, betting games, I mean, you're going to be able to bet in the stadium. I mean, I, trust me, it hurts me. It hurts all of us. It sucks that they're leaving, but we all know what – what it's like to do business with Oakland. Look what the A's are going with right now. Look at the issues the A's. I mean, there's a reason the Raiders left. There's a reason the Warriors have left. Oakland is so tough to do business with. It's real. And look at the A's. The A's are sitting here saying, we're going to pay for everything. We're going to make two different locations great. And Oakland is suing Alameda, so they can't negotiate. So now, how about this? Oakland, which all these years has said, oh, this land is so important to us. Now they want to be bought out. They're the ultimate slumlord the way they've run the Coliseum, and now they want to be bought out from the A's. The whole thing is just it, – it is the reality is doing business in Oakland is not easy to do. That is Chris Townsend, sideline reporter for the Raiders Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Townsend Radio. Chris, we'll keep you on speed dial. It should be a fun last seven weeks of the NFL season as the Raiders try to get a playoff spot. Thank you so much, man. You were fantastic. Appreciate it. All right, boys, we'll see you next Sunday. See you then, Danny. Take care, Danny. All right, that is, there he is, Chris Townsend. Wow.